All right, Reese, tell them welcome to... It's okay, sweetheart. Wow, that's my pump-up song. Eva, I told her I was in a little bit of a bad mood today, and that just really, really made it worse. <laughs> okay, rude. Okay, welcome back to It's Okay, Sweetheart podcast. I'm Kenzie. And I'm Eva. And we're just grateful for you guys to be listening. This year, we're excited for all the episodes coming out. Eva, like, if we had a video, you would have just seen that she was trying to wipe her face. No, with I... a sticky note. <laughs> like, she was trying to wipe the corners of her face. <laughs> no. Okay, what happened is I have bubble gum in my mouth. So I put it in the sticky note. And then I... Yes, I did pick a you zit. proceeded to <laughs> so wipe. I wiped so the blood like off. It was like a napkin. And it's a sticky note. Um... Mm. Well, we'll get video because some of the stuff is a little shocking. Um, today we are talking all about birth. Okay. okay. Sorry. But yeah, good thing we don't have a video. Kenzie's eyelashes are just glued <laughs> to the desk. Okay. Guess what? What? I was in the middle of explaining. Oh, it's a little bit rude. Um, today we're talking about birth and a little bit about pregnancy. So, Eva, why don't you just hit us with some updates? Okay. How is oh, okay, sorry. stop. Guys, we're in a new location, a new desk, and it's it's not working out. It's annoying. Um, so you are pregnant right now, obviously. Yeah. Are you doing my updates for me or am I? No, but I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying don't forget to update on how you're doing with that. Okay. okay. Well, since we've already been well, talking about it. problems. <laughs> we'll jump right back into it, okay? Pregnancy has been fun, exciting, but I feel like I haven't, I feel like my mind has just been so focused on me being sick that I haven't been fully enjoying it. My friend texted me the other day and was like, I just bought the first outfit for your baby. And then it like made me so excited. So I'm trying to look more in the positives, but let's just say it's a little bit hard when you're always sick. Yeah. Last night I was so hungry after work because I think my problem is I, I just do what you I normally did. I long. eat meals. Yeah. And I don't snack until today. <laughs> I've ate a She's lot of thriving. Yeah. Anyways. Um, so I didn't eat. I ate two bags of Cheez-Its <laughs> and then I got home and I was way hungry to eat like our roast. And so I just, luckily I just warmed it up in the container it was in and just started eating it out of that. Boom. Projectile vomit in the bowl. So it's freaking gross. Yeah. It's weird, though, because I also had roast, and I also warmed it up last night and ate it out of the container. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> Connected. So doing the same thing. But, yeah, so definitely trying to... Today, I woke up at 11 a.m., ate an egg sandwich, and I ate a whole thing of sprees, three packs of bubble gum, probably, and I feel good. She won't stop talking about how she's thriving right now. She's, it's and Kenzie routine. made me some tacos. <laughs> She texts me on her way over here and she says, are you making dinner because I'm hungry? <laughs> so I started just Thank you. making you some tacos. Um, And then I got my eyelashes done today. What? I'm not. What? I'm just looking at you. Can you make your baby stop crying? I know. <laughs> it's happening. But yeah, so, so I got my eyelashes done today too, which I feel like makes me feel a little bit better because I went way too long. And 
my mouth was just full of bubble gum like the whole time. So that you wouldn't get sick? Yeah. Because I like got kind of nauseous. But then I was okay. Um, Let's see what else has been happening. I started school on Monday. Yesterday. Or Monday. Sorry. It's so when does it, yeah. When does school end? <laughs> April. Oh my gosh. But I haven't looked in school yet because it's online. So I haven't oh. digged into that yet. Um, and Kinsey was making fun of me because I thought I had diabetes a little bit ago. So I bought a blood sugar kit and I tested. buys an at-home diabetes blood sugar kit? Like if you don't have it. (laughs) That is so weird. Why? I was like having, my vision was a little bit blurry for a while. You, it will be good when you have a kid because then you won't think so much about yours. (laughs) Okay. You won't be thinking so many things are wrong. So I took Kinsey's blood sugar 133 yeah i guess that's above average no it's just she ate though so it's normal and it hurt she pricked my finger and then she said it doesn't actually prick your finger it slices it open and then it was burning way bad was it isn't it kind of like a line i don't even i actually don't even see where it is anymore it's not just like a poke which is sad because bowie had jaundice and they had to keep poking her little foot so it makes me sad that that happened to her because it actually hurts really bad not really bad but they won't remember it okay and yeah i feel like that's honestly all my updates so you feel good you today on the up and up she has her good so. days and your i'm 12 days. weeks yeah i'm excited when's your next appointment monday oh really mm-hmm. that's crazy yeah so like she'll have this next appointment and then the next time gender really yeah so do i go every four four weeks so, so i'll be 13 weeks. oh so uh 17 weeks yeah they can tell uh-huh oh yeah you'll know i told dad i was like i'm gonna have i'm gonna have him write it on a note and give it to mom or kenzie he's like how about you give it to me (laughs) so they can be surprised wait you should i know i was like that's actually yeah a good idea but what do you want to do for your gender reveal like how do you want to do it i was thinking like maybe some fireworks (laughs) confetti (laughs) shooting are you gonna do like a party with like jerem's family and us yeah okay yeah you have here actually at your house I'm just kidding. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, you really can if you want. No, I was like, well, I guess it probably won't be warm. I was wanting to do it just like at a park, but it probably will be cold still, huh? Maybe. I don't know. I guess you could just see how's it, how it's going. So, yeah, dad, oh, I just hope he doesn't. But, like, so that means that he would be in charge of buying the confetti and stuff. Yeah. I'll probably mm-hmm. have to take him. Yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know. I think he's excited, though, so trust I think it will be good. <laughs> no, I feel like he's doing... I No, he'll be good. And I feel like Grandpa will take him or something to get yeah. it. Yeah, that'll be funny. It'll be good for them. Um. Okay, so my updates are... I watched the documentary Stutz, I think is how you pronounce it. Oh. And it's Jonah Hill interviews his therapist. And it's like an hour and a half. It's not too long. It's so... Good. I just feel like I wanted to be like taking notes the whole time. Brayden looked over at me because I was sitting straight up in bed with my arms folded. Like he's like, "Wow, I can tell you're really taking this in." Like I was not comfy. Like I was just yeah. trying to absorb it. And then after that, I proceeded to call my father. Told him how he needs to improve his life. Gave him some wow. methods. Then who did I call today? My mother. I told her how she needs to use these to help improve her life. Because I just feel like everyone. I also told Holden. And you told me to listen to it. Yeah, because I just feel like immediately when I find something good that helps me, like when I start thinking about it, it helps me. I just want to call everyone in my family and be like, 
I think that these things could help you. Yeah, it is good. No, it's way good. And then he's also, um, <laughs> I'm really proud of myself for doing this. <laughs> and he's also on the Armchair Expert podcast, which is, I don't know if I've even talked about my love for Dak Shepard. Oh my God, you have. On this podcast? Yes. No, he is just my skip it. dad. Like, I just feel so connected to him. <laughs> it's honestly sad. You know how, like, I cried and didn't eat after I went to the Justin Bieber concert? Yeah. I feel that deep of a feeling with him. Not, like, in a romantic Sexual? way. Yeah, no. It's, like, I just want him to be my friend so bad. Like, I wish I could just call him and, like, hang out with him. Yeah. But, yeah, so he has this therapist. Don't give up on your dreams. I know I'm not ever going to. Um, he has this Stutz guy come on to his podcast and it's way good too. So you guys should watch that document documentary and then go listen to him on Dax's the armchair expert podcast. And, um, I wanted to tell a little bit of a crazy story and it might be a little bit R rated that I heard recently. Oh yeah. And it's, Kenzie's wanting to try this too. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> it's so absolutely shocking and makes me lose all faith in humanity that this exists and i guess it's normal because not normal but i guess it's like been a thing i just have never heard of it and i'm really glad that i have it and if any of you guys do it we're not judging you i'm not judging we're just kind of shocked about it i'm not judging but i'm i am judging if you do this you're like what's what's happening maybe we could let's just say kinsey is pro animals yeah, like I love animals. Yeah. Like I'm pro life for animals. Okay. <laughs> I hope everyone is, okay? I'm not. So, yeah, we'll get into that <laughs> after this, okay? So, I hear this story. I know a lot of people within healthcare ish. <laughs> okay. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No. I'm going to. Okay. Yeah, I just cut, cut that. Okay. Kinsey, so, Kinsey's been around town. She knows people. I've been around town and I know people and I've heard this story that. There were these two men that walked into a emergency room. Emergency room. That just reminded me that I need to also update my emergency room. Anyways, oh yeah. so these two men walked into an emergency room. One of them has severe stomach pain and the other one has burns all over his face. I'm going to give you guys a second. What do you think happened? What, what could have happened where someone's stomach hurts and another man burned his whole face? I'll tell you. They were like in a relationship, these two men, and they were experimenting doing some stuff during the, the, well, the, the deed, the deed. And they decided, you know, what would be fun. Let's go to the pet store. Let's go buy a hamster. Let's buy the little tubies that the hamsters run in. And then let's put that in one of our butts to let this hamster crawl inside of you during the deed okay so they freaking got a tube and this guy just has a hamster crawling in him okay i do have to say i am interested to see if a tube would fit my butt that big (laughs) (laughs) i personally don't think it would open that big it it would rip to have a living hamster crawl inside and then um during this a fun little thing that they were doing the tube comes out or something you know and then they're like they're done they finished doing whatever and they're like okay how do we get the hamster out and so they're trying to get the hamster to come out and it's like not coming out 
And so they try to put the tube back in to try to find it. The guy's like trying to look in there, the other one. And he had like a lighter. And so he's like, oh, here, like, let me use my lighter to get some light. And he like does the fire blue dart explosion into his face (laughs) (laughs) and burns his face. And they go to the emergency room and they have to, the hamster, like they had to do surgery and get it out of this guy. And then the other guy had like burns all over his face. The hamster did not make it. Okay, Eva, I think oh, people deductive reasons. <laughs> people could get that. It's I was so upset when I heard this for real. Like I felt sick. So, anyways, now you all had to hear it too. Because how horrible <laughs> is that? And if you are doing this, okay. Maybe get like a remote hamster. Not like Yeah, let's get a fake one. Let's, yeah. What someone invent that? Like, because like why would you want it to like hamster. poo or pee in you? Because oh when they're scared, gosh. I'm sure they poo and pee. It's so crazy to me. Kenzie and I is like to be naive. Like I like to think that that just doesn't happen. So anyways, I end up having to go to the emergency room last week. That's why we skipped a week. And um I it was for a dumb reason. But I thought Bowie I don't think it's dumb. Well so my daughter, my four-year-old, got a toy for Christmas, and it had a bunch of magnets in it, and some maggots. <laughs> Eva thought I said maggots. It sounds like her. maggots when you say magnets, but I typed it, so you oh. can't read. Um, so <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, I'm nervous. She swallowed a magnet, and Eva thought I said maggot, like the whole time. Yeah. When did it? When did you realize I said magnet? I don't know. I was just like, literally, <laughs> it will digest, <laughs> it absorb, and so I. Just was cleaning up the toy room and I turned and Bowie had uh, one of the smaller magnets like in her hand. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I need to make sure she doesn't get those by her. So I moved her. And then she started like screaming, crying, acting like her stomach hurt or something. And so then I was like, did she eat one? Like without me noticing. And then I started to just spiral into this whole thing where I thought that maybe she could have possibly eaten one. And then I... I like knew she didn't, but I had to go to the ER to double check or else I wouldn't have been able to sleep. And so I'm sitting in the ER waiting to go back and get her stomach x-rayed. And I'm just like looking through everyone waiting in the ER. And I was just like, which one of you has a hamster (laughs) stuck in your butt right now? And yeah, I'm pretty sure I found which person it was. It wasn't hard. Sounds like you're a judgmental human. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But like, seriously, I just, now I can't look at people the same. I just think, what weird stuff do you do? So something about Kenzie, it's kind of annoying. Hmm. But if you have a mouse in your house, she wants you to catch it in a cage and release it into the wilderness. Mm -hmm. And so she told me a story that her friends had like a mouse in their car. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. You want me to tell it? No. I'm not going to go deep into it. Yeah. Or do you want to? No. Yeah. I don't care. No. Like she just said they had a mouse in their car and then they put poison in it. And then the next day there was like a tail hanging out by like the steering wheel. That gives me just like the chills. I hate it. And if you guys could see my car, you know, there's probably a mouse in there. And so Eva talks herself into thinking she has a mouse in her car. It's like 5 a.m. and I'm driving to work. And I hear like a, I'm like, there's a mouse. So I just put on cruise control for the whole hour drive that I have to work. Feet up on the seat, cruise control the whole way. one thing about you, you hate mice. You hate little things crawling around. And I do think they should be dead. Kenzie thinks they should be released. No, catch it in one of those traps that snaps the the neck. No, the fact that you and Jerem caught a pregnant mouse and killed it. 
that is hor- that Kenzie, is we didn't know up. it was pregnant i know but there's always a chance so that they're pregnant so you should never my thing up. is kenzie wants me to let them have babies and then just no i'm saying you could have captured that pregnant mom and released what? her into the mountain in a trap you want me to go buy a trap yeah yeah i do kenzie, I those care. little to cages are no like a, cage, <laughs> a trap is not gonna be ten dollars <laughs> it's just so annoying that they would do that it's just I instantly I performed CPR and got those babies <laughs> out. They're saved, okay? This makes me feel so sad. I just can't deal with animals dying. I hate it. Okay, but a mouse. No, I just, I really tell. can't. I really can't. It just I hope there's one in here. It sends me like, in your house. I know, I wouldn't want it. I wouldn't want a mouse in my house, but I wouldn't want to kill it either. So you want Brayden to catch it? Yes, and release it. Okay, this is my last story with mice. <laughs> For some weird reason, we had like a mouse in our house in Layton. Yeah. And when our parents were like going through it, <laughs> I know what you're gonna say. <laughs> no, it's not when dad hit it with a shovel. No, 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 no. Okay, no. I know. When um, you put it in the bag? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we have a lot of stories with mice, I feel like. Yeah. But dad, he would come up to, because mom would have to go to work. So dad would come up sometimes when I was in elementary school and help me get ready. Yeah. Weird. weird. I don't know. It's weird to think that he could drive though. Yeah, that is weird. I hope he gets his motorcycle in the back. Anyways, he came up and <laughs> my dad's like weird with that kind of stuff. So we like saw the mouse run across the floor <laughs> and my dad sprints into the kitchen, s- kicks it as hard as he can, <laughs> slams it up against the wall. <gasps> boom. Gets it. Catches it. Like with his hands. <laughs> I just, <laughs> if you guys knew our dad, because he is like that where it's just like, bam, catch you. Like, no, it was. It flying and i just see my dad just boom kick it against the thing <laughs> boom catches it i was just like, like and releases it i don't know what he did with it. i'm sure he killed it oh. dad hates mice too hey eva you can stop talking about the killing of you want me mice. to describe it <laughs> no i want you to just skip that part. no i'm I, he maybe actually did release it because so enough about mice we're going to transition into something a little bit more lighthearted, a little bit more hearty a little bit more tasty <laughs> Where are we going with this? Red Barn. Oh. Our new tradition. It was fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, it wasn't like that fun, but. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) I was expecting. I know. I was like. Thousands of fruits. I was like so excited to go there because I was like, okay, I'm going to stock up. Yeah. It's like a place down this way that is by a bunch of farms. So it has like cheaper options for fruit and it didn't even have any vegetables. What the heck? Fruit. Well, there some I feel vegetables. like we're kind of like not in the season. Yeah, it's not a good season. And then it has meat from like farms, so it's more fresh. From farms? Like the, or what is it called? From, I don't know, but that's where meat comes from normally. <laughs> that's what I said. A farm. Yeah, but where else would it come from? Oh, okay, you're so annoying. <laughs> anyway, so we went there and it was fun because uh, Eva lives by me now. Not yep. like 20 minutes away. And so it was fun. We like just met there, went grocery shopping. I got myself a nice roast. I've actually never, I don't think I've ever cooked Sunday roast before. Is that your first time doing it too? Or you have? I've done it. But we did it in an Instant Pot one time and it was so gross. Like the meat was hard. Yeah. Um, So we, growing up, we always ate roast on Sundays. So I was like, I'm going to get a roast and just try to make a roast. Stop. Sorry. Um, And so... We went to Red Barn, got this roast, and then we went and had like a fun lunch and stuff. And so I really do kind of want that to become a tradition. Fridays. On Fridays for us. And I made this roast. And when I tell you, 
that I'm the best cook in the entire world. I'm not lying to you. Even my husband said that is the best roast I've ever had in my entire life. It was so good. And all I did, I didn't really do anything. I just put little packets of Italian seasoning and some potatoes. I don't even have onions. Really? Potatoes and carrots. Oh, I threw in mushrooms at the last little. Ew. It was good. Okay, one thing I love about our roast is like we cook everything together. Uh-huh. Like some people cook the meat and then the vegetables. Oh, and they like, separate oh. it. And then you have to. Yeah, it's I weird. I hate it. Yeah, I know. I like it. I like it all together. So I just want that to become a thing for all of us together, okay? We're going to cook our Sunday roast, give tips. I will say my carrots got super mushy, so I need to put those it's in. It's because Kinsey very cooked end. her roast for 12 hours. Yeah, but it made it so no, Kinsey, beyond good. I, I cooked you. mine for eight hours on low. I know, but the fact... Okay. You were there when it was tell, cooking. Tell them, tell them what you put in your roast. Tell them. Because it's thyme. Not it's not thyme, Italian seasoning. <laughs> It's not salt and pepper. She, it's not, it's not thyme. I promise you it's thyme. Kinsey, I Googled and it's literally said thyme. Okay. Jerem was like saying it's thyme, but no, it is thyme. Why would it be thyme? Who's going to be like, I'm going to put some thyme in my roast. That sounds dumb. That is the name of the spice. No, it's thyme. thyme. How to say thyme in English. How to say thyme. Okay. Ready? We're going to play it. Okay. Wait, how do I do this? See? Does she really say time? Oh, <laughs> no, no, no. Told you. Ah, no, but <laughs> hey, Siri, how do you say thyme the seasoning? Okay. I found this on the web for how do you say thyme the seasoning? Check it out. What the? F- why wouldn't she just tell me? No, look, it says, okay, here, let me read this. Pretty much all Americans pronounce thyme without the H, like thyme. It wasn't until I found out that there are some parts of the UK where they actually do say it like thyme that I started second guessing it. So, so I think we're it's both like kind both. of right. Well, but in America, I think people say thyme. Are you from America? No. Or are you from the UK? The UK. Yeah. No, you're not. <laughs> nice try. If you're from America, you need to say thyme, okay? It was annoying. She's like telling me <laughs> what she... Uh, put in it and she's like i put a little thyme a little bit of italian seasoning i was like don't say that that is not right sorry hold it in your lap i don't want my phone (sighs) anyways so yeah yeah did you smell it the other day at my house like when you were there it was cooking so it must have not been that flavorful (laughs) kinsey has no sense of smell though i'm like oh man like yeah i smell so bad right now or something and she's like I don't smell anything. Okay, I'm sorry that I had COVID and that my senses got ruined. Okay. <laughs> you should have been quarantining yourself during that time. <laughs> taking precautions. Guess who's never had COVID? You. Guess who's never had COVID? <laughs> huh? She's just also never taken a COVID test before. And guess who's never... Because I got tested for COVID literally every week when I worked in assisted living. I swear not that long ago you were like, yeah, I had COVID. I swear I did. <laughs> and, but guess what? Guess whose smell is back? Yours? Yeah. Guess who doesn't care? Me. Okay. Okay, Continue. Like your your updates are taking... (laughs) I know. Sorry, this is taking a long time. And then the last thing that I wanted to talk about was I went to breakfast with my cousins. My favorite people in the world were there. (laughs) Every single person that meant the world to me. (laughs) Kids, he's saying that because I couldn't go because I worked. And one of our cousins was leaving to go to town. So I was like, let's just go on Sunday. Yeah, so she wasn't there. Um, But it was fun. We went to Sweet oh great sweet cheeks sweet cakes oh something in um salt lake and it was way good 
Yeah, it looked super so good. So that will become a monthly cousin brunch. I feel like I'm going to make it happen. Okay. Okay. So let's get into this episode. We're talking about birth baby. I want to talk about birth baby. <laughs> Kenzie, so literally, I can't. It was on TikTok. You're like, I want to birth a baby every week. I really would. And I'm not, I'm not just saying that. I promise you, I really would do that. Also, one if other thing Sunday, Kenzie wants to do, if anyone out there wants it. I'll be a surrogate. Yeah. And she's being dead serious. And it is actually kind of cool. I really, I really do want to do that. I I'll, mean, maybe not like right this second. I would give Bowie, like, let her get a little bit older. Maybe when she's, like, a year or two. Like, I would for real start looking into being a surrogate because... You could maybe be mine <laughs> next time. No. No. You're fine. You can get pregnant on your own. This is No, for I people. know, but I've been really sick. I know. I have what? a tiki or whatever it's called oh right here. Oh, my gosh. I broke gosh. blood vessels in my eye. I want to be a surrogate for someone who can't get pregnant. Yeah, I think that would actually be really cool. And I'm being serious. I think it would be so cool and fun and i just can't think of me not being pregnant ever again but i also can't think of me having more of my own children i want you to have one more kid i know like, i just can't because four is too many it's just too many for us um so yeah that's out in the air if if in the future i don't know i'm, I'm not saying i'm taking applications you can get on the waiting list for my surrogacy <laughs> uh, so yeah we're talking about birth and a little bit about pregnancy so I've had three kids and I've had three pregnancies, which I do feel like is lucky. No, I'm oh, saying yeah, that's yeah, actually yeah. very like, that seems almost a little bit rare. And I didn't really think too much about that until I've gotten to know more people and know more girls and people have gotten a little bit more open with miscarriages and stuff that like, don't you feel that same way where yeah. you're it's like, it is very, it, I feel very blessed for that. And I have, I, so I can't really speak on that but I have had some people close to me that have struggled with like either getting pregnant or keeping the baby well our mom she had yeah she had four four miscarriages miscarriages and stuff so I think well I do think that was always in the back of my brain before I got pregnant was mine too like I needed to be a little careful or something also I didn't have a period for about two years after so I had a period and then I lost it for like two years so I thought that like in high school right Mm -hmm. so I kind of just thought like that might have messed stuff up and I wasn't I wasn't one of those girls though that ever took birth control like through high school you know how some people took it to help with the period or cramps or or, yeah yeah. like I never did that because I think the more studies that have come out they realize that's actually like not great for that's literally why I got my IUD out just so I wasn't having any yeah so you could just keep your cycle going yeah I thought it would take like a while for my cycle to be normal yeah I know I thought the same thing after my IUD out um so yeah pregnancy for me I was a little bit like Eva with Reese like sick but I don't think I was not as sick as Eva is Eva throws up a lot and it's really because I don't snack like I feel like I just I'm probably making it worse on myself I know but some people it doesn't matter do you know what I mean some people don't throw up at all and some people can't stop throwing up I think yeah. you're like in, in the middle. Yeah. But so my pregnancy with Reese was pretty good. I feel like I was sick. I remember at 17 weeks, I got super sick and couldn't stop throwing up. And then it was done. Like, I think I got the flu or something. Didn't you get like on medication for oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, oh, that's probably why I wasn't as sick too. Yeah. I got on, I can't even, oh, it was called diclegis. Huh. 
So I got on diclegis and that helped a ton too. Cause I remember the day that I started getting nauseous. Do you kind of remember the day that you were like, Whoa, I feel sick. Yeah. Yeah. It's like scarred in my brain. Cause I was like, it just was like a weird type of sickness. Morning sickness feels like, cause you want it to go away and you have no appetite, nothing, you know, it just doesn't go away. It's just there. And you're like, what's happening? Like yeah. get this away. And it, you wake up every morning still feeling like that. So I, I was on a trip with my mother-in-law and uh, that's when I started getting morning sickness and I started crying to her in the car because I was like, why well, have never felt like this before Ugh. and I hate food and I don't want it and it just sucked. So um, once I got over that little hump though with Reese, I and all of my kids, once the morning sickness goes away, I love it. Like I really do love it and I love having like a belly and just feeling the baby move and stuff so I'm happy I'm like excited to see how you'll feel once you get past the yeah me too once you get to like the second trimester and stuff and then with Reese I I don't know if I'm gonna get into like deep details of every birth but with Reese I had an epidural and I had an epidural with ribs and then with Bowie I did not have an epidural and so I put a couple of things on my stories like a couple questions so I thought I would read your guys' feedback and then I'll kind of just like chime in with stuff and you can chime in with stuff too. But I'm here with another article, 25 ways to love being oh, pregnant. This is for you. My goodness. Take advantage of your status. Okay. What status? Of being pregnant. Like people treat you so much nicer if you're pregnant. Do you know what I mean? Like you can cut in line. People were so much nicer to me if I flew on an airplane. Like they would let me go ahead of them. Like stuff if you like had that. a belly? Yeah. Go easy on nesting. Oh, it says look your best. It says invest in some maternity outfit. That actually Yikes. is nice. I'm not looking <laughs> my best. Reveal, revel in your belly. Huh? Can you describe that to me like I'm five? Okay. When your baby's awake and active, put a jelly bean or a half-filled glass of water on your belly. Lean back and watch the show. Okay. Okay. Well, evaluate your life. <laughs> no. Okay. Be a queen for a day. Or for nine months. That's true. Like, make your husband just literally do whatever. Because you're like, I'm pregnant. Like, yeah, give me a germ, foot massage. No, he doesn't. I've asked for back massages germ. every day since I've been pregnant. Maybe you're not asking nicely. That's how we ended up in this situation. <laughs> Enjoy being needed. Performed correctly. Per prenatal massages. Okay. Uh, these are kind of weird. Reconnect with your own parents. Me and mom oh, are guys. very connected right now. You can't hear on the thing. Um, Spice up your sex life. Okay. Oh. Experiment with your hair. Mm. Is your hair dye bad for your hair? I don't know. I dyed my hair. I Some people say no, but your hair will probably get thick. My hair got so thick with, uh, your hair's already thick, but with Reese, my hair was so thick. Really? I just want a haircut. Oh yeah. Oh, I was, oh yeah. Okay. Okay. We'll cut your hair. Um, I think it's a time to connect with your partner, share the joy. Uh-oh, it says act naughty. Paint your belly. Okay, these are weird. Okay, obviously, Kinsey did not read I this article. Not, I did she not. pulled well, it I up as she was speaking. <laughs> no, I had it like pre-put into my notes, but I did not write, read it. Let's just say first trimester equals no sex. I'm not being naughty. <laughs> I'm not spicing up my life. I These legs are closed. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's just part of the first trimester i feel like for some reason there was like a 
the stigma that like pregnant women get like horny. Yeah, and I'm like, that's that's not what my friend's real. husband. That's weird. But my friend's husband was like, Jerome, like how joking. Yeah. And I was like, no, literally no. Yeah. He's like, just wait till the second trimester. <laughs> um, one tip it says on here is to avoid this or don't focus on the scale. And that's one tip that I would give to a lot of people because for some reason they weigh you at every like appointment and then you just look do you look i don't look i've Be- only been to one did you look yeah but i just don't think it's like important for you to focus on your weight while you're trying to literally create a human should so i tell my weight so we can track it throughout this podcast <laughs> what is it let's update it um one. so i literally tell my doctor at the very beginning i am like i don't tell me like i'd rather just not know i'd rather not even have that be a thought in my head like oh i've gained 15 pounds already or something it's just not even it's weird worth because time. that doesn't I, I don't even think like that doesn't even matter to me like if i gain 100 pounds I'm well like, it oh, doesn't cool. really matter to me either like anymore but i do think that bothers a lot of girls like with I Reese, too, it yeah. would have bothered me yeah. by the time it's like over i don't by the time it's bowie i really don't care but yeah it's also just annoying for them to even bring it up you know they're like well you've gained 10 pounds or something i'm like no i'd rather it's and they haven't done that to me. I bet that would bug me if they're like, you've gained whatever. Well, I've had some friends where they literally gained like 40 pounds or something. They're like, hey, you need to like slow down. I'm like, no, it's fine. Some people Ew. are going to. And I said that to my doctor one time because he was like, oh, you've been doing really good on your weight. Like, that's what he would say. And I'm like, yeah, well, some people do good. Like doing good is personal. Like, yeah, some people will have to gain 60 pounds or some people will gain none or like yeah. eight pounds or something you know what i mean it's like well, and some people gain like tons of water weight that instantly yeah. goes away when you're i just don't even think that it should be like a comment unless it's very very crazy crazy yeah then um it says and then this is a good one to end on if just if you're pregnant right now if all else fails blame it on the hormones <laughs> if you're having a bad day yeah, you cry. way too much well it is true because they are like all over the place yeah Okay. Sorry. My nose is itchy. Okay. So yeah, there's just like some quick 25 ways to love being pregnant. Um, so I'm going to read some polls. I mean, some questions that I put on Instagram as far as birth related topics. So I'm going to start with that. I started a poll and I said, what scares you more birth or postpartum? What do you think one? Mm, postpartum. Correct. Because I deal with it all the time. <laughs> 31% people, 31% said giving birth scares them more, and 69% said postpartum. Um, so, and there's 74 votes for giving birth and 165 for postpartum. I would Jeez. vote for the postpartum too. I feel like postpartum would be scary just because. I think it's just like unknown because you don't know if you're going to be fine. You don't know if you're going to have anxiety. You don't know if you're going to have depression. You don't know if you're going to have both. Do you know what I mean? It's just like, you don't know. Well, and like or with Reese, you like ripped. And so like. Yes, the recovery, and, oh. all that stuff. You just n- for real never know. Um, And so I asked, what was your favorite thing about giving birth? And I'm just going to read what a couple of people said. Um, Obviously, like the baby, meeting the baby is what most people say or like holding the baby for the first time. Um, Somebody said how connected I felt, how connected to my partner I felt. I think that's also really fun. I think that like the initial birth of the baby, it's kind of chaos and you're like trying to meet the baby. And then once everybody leaves and it's just you and your husband and the baby, 
you don't really ever feel that close. It's like yeah. the closest you feel because you're like, whoa, we just made this like human. So cute. And you're getting to see them and meet them for the first time. Um, when they first put the baby on your chest, the intimate moment with just me, my baby, and my husband. I think that that's something that I didn't take in with Reese. I felt like there was just so much family coming. Yeah. I didn't get that like There was just a lot us. of family there. Yeah. Yeah. When I was giving birth to Reese, um, it was like my mom, Eva, and my mother-in-law were in the room while I was giving birth. And then my dad opened the freaking curtain <laughs> while I was pushing. And I've never been so like, trauma. I was like, Eva, get him out of here. What's happening? Honestly, the worst thing. Well, because he was with like my our grandparents. Our grandparents. And, like, oh, I was just like, don't open the door. They're I literally counting my pushes. That was, like, the coolest thing, though, to watch Reese's head come out. I know. Well, like, just, like, her hair. I don't know. I was, like, so excited because I was, like, this baby has so much hair. Yeah, that was, like, the first thing they said. Reese was just the cutest little <laughs> she's baby. She's, like, well, like she's kids. coming out. Well, Bowie's head kind of looked like a lot of hair, too, right? Yeah. Bowie's such a cute baby, too. But, yeah, Reese just had, like, black, just so much hair. And just and was, like, so holy, she has a ton huge. of hair. Yeah, she was ginormous. Reese was nine pounds and 12 ounces and you could tell from the damage <laughs> it was a rough recovery no one's supposed to be spread open that i'm just wide. like i yeah i'll talk about that when we talk about epidural stuff but um let's see someone says the adrenaline rush when it's finally time to go to the hospital hospital and then the last push when the baby comes out that is the funnest day is the day you're like going to the hospital like when it's like time to have the baby and you're just yeah. like getting ready. It's so fun. <laughs> Somebody says not being pregnant anymore, throwing up every day for the last my nine months was not fun. Oh my oh. gosh. That might be you. No, Kenzie. Manifest. Just kidding, you know, manifesting that. I'm that done throwing to you. up. Yesterday's my last day. Um, somebody said it's so empowering and I have never felt stronger. And then finally getting to hold the baby. I think that's another big thing for me is that I just loved how strong you just feel so strong. Yeah. No matter how you gave birth, it's just like, wow, I'm and like untouchable. Nobody's stronger than me. Uh, my baby's sucking on my cheek as they stitch my C-section. Oh, that's so cute. That is cute. Um, I do feel bad for C-sections because like they can't get them on their chest really. They like Oh, so they just put them right by their face. So that is cute. Oh, like, the that baby is way cute. I actually never have thought of that before. Yeah, they don't. They normally just like kind of put them by their head. And sometimes they... Most of the time, they Nick, you has to take the baby, so they only get to see their baby for a little bit. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So it's actually kind of sad. Yeah, because then they have to get like stitched. Oh, it's my like gosh, a, that a is huge like an surgery thing. Yeah. For real, like, props to anyone who's had C sections because I just think it is crazy. Giving birth in my home, nothing can top that. I do think I have been to. I haven't ever been to a birth in a home, but I've been to a birth at like a birthing center, and it was a water birth. And I will say it was the most peaceful place that I've ever felt. Like it's just has such a different vibe than a hospital. So I can only imagine giving birth in your own home that it would bring such a like peaceful spirit to the birth. Um, and let's see. I think that I let we'll end on this one. It just says I love that time sort of stops because nothing matters but you and your baby, and that's also true. It's like so much is happening, but also you're so able to be present in that moment i feel like it's really hard nowadays to be like present in like a moment but yeah. birth it's like one of those ones where it's like you have to be 
So yeah, time does kind of stop. Um, I will say my favorite thing about giving birth is obviously meeting the babies. I think that's the most exciting. It's like seeing their faces for the first time because you feel them for so long. So it's just, you just picture what they look like. So when you actually get to see their faces, it's so fun. And then the empowering thing too. Like, I think that's why I like it a lot is that I feel so like strong and it just feels so good after. And then I do think the connection part with like your partner, especially after you have multiple kids, it's not always easy for you to have those very like special one-on-one connections with your partner. Cause it's just like toddlers and all this stuff. So with Bowie, I felt like that was so fun with Brayden. Um, our next question, what's your least favorite thing about giving birth? Hmm. I will answer this first. My least favorite thing about giving birth would have to be, well, with Reese, like the first time I gave birth, it would, my least favorite thing was, I hate, I saw, I saw people put this in there, but I hate the IV that hurt. Like it's so annoying. The IV sucks so bad. And then with the first, it was my like physical recovery. If you had to get like stitches or something like that. And then like they make you pee. That's the worst. I really hate it. Um, someone says everyone's opinions on the right way. C-section mom here and, and expecting our second. And there are so many strong options with VBAC or another C-section. I really feel judged for leading towards C-section again for medical reasons. I personally feel like it's the safest for me and my baby. And she's like, says that she wish she felt supported. So I, I think that this is like so hard it's because you never, too. yeah, because I think people do have a lot of opinions on how you have your baby. And I personally, if you think you would be safest doing a C-section, do a C-section. Like, yeah. I don't think you need to listen to other people's opinions about your body and how you're bringing a baby into the er, like world. It's all up to you. Especially if you've already had a C-section, it is kind of dangerous to try for a... Yeah, I didn't know that one. until one of my sister-in-laws had a C-section and then I was there Who? for... Or... Yeah. Oh. Yeah. And then when they were like telling me why it's scary, I was like, geez. I literally could rip open. Yeah, I never yeah. thought of that before. So did, I'm... I just think it's weird that people judge. Literally, she went through the whole pregnancy. They just let her yeah. get the baby out however she wants. Somebody. Do you know in other countries, they do it straight up? What? Like up like this. Ooh. And in so emergency situations, that's how they do it. We've had people come from it's like... It's because it's easier that way or something? Mexico and like other places and they, they have the so scar. So do they have this... Uh, they have a huge scar that goes just all the way up their belly? Yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Somebody says the nine months before. <laughs> Yeah, sometimes it can be rough. Like some people, it's just the pregnancy is like not their thing. Yeah. Recovery, labor, the pain from Pitocin with both my deliveries. I feel like that's another controversial thing. People with Pitocin, I feel like I feel like it's like very looked down upon. Like mm-hmm. I almost didn't want to say that I got induced with Bowie. Yeah. Because I just was worried people would be like, why? Like, why would you choose to do that? Good thing there's a shortage of it right now. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I forgot about this. When they press on your stomach after birth. That is the worst, actually. Yeah. I hate that so bad. Um, I don't really... Obviously, with Reese... I think it was probably scary with Reese because I was like, why are you pushing on my stomach? Yeah. But also, you had a, I had an epidural with her, so I feel like those first couple pushes, I wasn't feeling it so much. But with Bowie, since I didn't have an epidural, um, and then I like kind of hemorrhaged after hers, and oh my gosh when he was pushing on my stomach 
I wanted to die. Like, yeah. I was talking to Eva and I definitely said to him, can you please give me a break? Because I was like, I literally just birthed the baby. Like, don't be pushing so hard on my stomach right now. Yeah. Well, you have to get like so deep. Yeah, because I told her, I don't know why. And it's so your uterus like hardens It's like up. a fun dish. Yeah. So it oh my gosh. Uh, my husband's sleeping during the whole thing. Uh-huh. That's the crazy thing with the epidural is that they you're also able to sleep and then when your husband's just sleeping it's like okay this is crazy you they really they can't do anything so it's kind of sad but at the same time you're like do you want to hear a crazy story really fast yeah what it's kind of long but i'll make it short you know how there i don't know if i talked about it but there was like that shooting at the hospital you told Utah. me this yeah well anyway so, so yeah there's the one like where the guy like er, shot through yeah, yeah okay. so I'll just hurry and explain it, but there was, like, this guy that delivered, um, and it was his wife's, like, 14th baby or something. Like, it was, like, a lot she had babies. a lot. So, she's, like, I want my tubes tied. And he's, like, no, do not tie her tubes. And the doctor's, like, I'm listening to the wife because it's her body, and, like, I have to get her consent to do it. So, anyways, they went and did it, and then they they left and, like, got discharged. Everything was normal. And then a year later, they, like, heard this glass shatter and the guy had to come back and for some reason the hospital's on a, a hill so like the third floor if you are on the top of the hill actually connects to the ground and so he sh- like had a shotgun with him and he shot through the window and then he like snuck in through the window but one nurse heard it and um she like went to go see what was happening in that room and he like she like didn't know what was happening and heard like a the shotgun when it like you crack the shells out and then load it. Yeah. Oops, sorry, <laughs> I turned my microphone off. And she turned around and like he had the shotgun just pointed right at her head. The nurse's head? Yeah, and he's like, come with me. Anyways, it's a long story. He eventually took like, it was this nurse's first day and another nurse took him out to his car to go get the bombs to bring it back into the hospital. And th- for some, like the police were already called at this point And for some Wait, reason. Wait, no, you skipped though that the girl was in late. No, no, no. Oh, okay. So for some reason, um, the cops told the nurses to like run and one of, or I don't know if the cops did, I don't know who did, but someone told her to run or she, I don't know. There's a whole movie about it, but the new nurse took off running and the guy just like shot her and she like ended up dying. It was way sad. Might be like kind of like a trigger alert. I don't know. Yeah. This is a trigger warning for this story. But then... The guy takes the other nurse and like the police are out there and he's like, I'm going back in, goes back in with his bomb. He like said he had a bomb that was dynamite or something and goes into like the one patient that's at that hospital who's laboring, goes into her room and um, the nurse is like, well, you're dilated to a 10, like literally right as that guy came imagine in. Imagine like about to give birth and a guy's in there. Yeah. Like, holding you hostage. hostage. Yeah. And, like, the police were, like, trying to get him to calm down, all this stuff. So, he's holding her hostage. And, like, luckily during this whole time, the nurses were worried because they were worried if the boyfriend woke up. Because the, b- the patient was young. So, Aww. they were worried if the boyfriend woke up that he would, like, start a fight with the guy. Or, like, something would happen. Like, tension would build up. But they were, like, luckily the boyfriend somehow slept through everything. And the mom, like, gave birth just way quiet like didn't make a sound the baby like cried but then like instantly when it was put on her chest calmed down and then 
luckily his wife called into the room and like calmed him down and convinced him to come out and then he got arrested oh i think that's a crazy story you should find out what the movie is yeah but then yeah that is so crazy i really it's just crazy that uh, the reason why i said that is because the dad slept slept through yeah everything that was and that was actually a blessing that he just yeah i was like oh my gosh um dramatic yeah sorry that is crazy but one of the nurses i work with worked there yeah i remember when you told me that and i was like holy cow because i worked a night shift with her and she was telling me everything and you can literally google it and find everything yeah i was just like oh my god i feel like nurses have the craziest stories about stuff um, somebody said the weird feeling of an empty belly after, and it's like all squishy and sto- soft. <laughs> that shock was way you. weird. With I Kenzie. feel like everyone was so shocked that I had still had like a squishy belly. Well, it like did like a wave. I remember I was laughing and it was like, <laughs> yeah. like doing waves. I remember one of my friends came in and was like, whoa, you still look pregnant. <laughs> I was like, Hey, cool. Hmm. Um, predictability is like their least favorite part. She said, I ended up with an emergency C-section after 24 hours of unmedicated. Oh my gosh. Those are the things that I think are really hard with birth is that you cannot have a plan. Like, I mean, you can have a rough plan, but you cannot be strictly set on a certain way because who knows? Like you could be going unmedicated and then you're going to end up with a C-section. I don't know. So that is super hard. Um, Rock hard boobs when milk comes in a few days after birth. That is actually is something that i feel like i didn't know that much about like with reese it's like oh yeah and then your milk will come in you're like okay cool milk comes in but no it's like your milk will come in with full force and you will be so engorged and not be able to like sleep almost because sometimes your baby is gonna sleep longer than in the night i just remember i would wake up and just be like i have to pump right now but the thing that i wish I would be better at is you almost wish it away at the beginning because your baby doesn't need that much. And then when you need it, you're like, why can't I have the milk that I had at the beginning now? Um, an episiotomy. Oh my gosh. I hope people don't get episiotomies anymore. And I feel like they don't do I them don't anymore. I don't think they're, yeah. And then the first poop. I was so fr- afraid for that. <laughs> I had a friend tell me that she passed out, like her husband had to catch her and stuff. So Eva, get ready all the wires in that first postpartum poop (laughs) yeah I luckily I never even with Reese I tore really bad with her but it wasn't in that direction so it was all good (sighs) IV a lot of people said the IV crowning waiting the IV non-stop shakes throwing up tearing yikes that's a rough one (laughs) jeez (laughs) Uh, wearing adult diapers after i will say okay the hospital provides you know yeah the the essentials and i usually just go with that stuff because i'm like whatever you know it's just you're throwing in the garbage but i invested in the frida mom uh like the diaper things shorts so much better it was like way better to like sleep in and stuff after and they're kind of cute um fourth time c-section mom recovery oh my gosh that's rough tearing everyone says tearing too and then the struggle to breastfeed another thing i wanted to talk about was the breastfeeding because with my first baby with reese that was probably my biggest anxiety like i feel like that led to like most of my postpartum anxiety was the fact that i thought that 
breastfeeding was going to be so easy and just come so naturally and it so doesn't and I feel like if I would have done a poll I should have done a poll if you were to ask if when if breastfeeding came super naturally or if it didn't I swear most people would say it doesn't but then over time you and the baby both learn what works best for you or if I mean or if it just doesn't work then it just doesn't work you know um the next question that I asked is what is something you wish you would have known earlier before giving birth and taking stool softener that's a good one it may not go as you had hoped your birth plan may not work out I think that's a really good mindset to just go in um that an epidural an epidural may not work so is that like something that can happen a lot yeah it can happen why wouldn't it work like your body just doesn't take to it or something yeah some people like only get it on one side too oh yeah i've heard that before breathing techniques to get through contractions i do think breathing techniques would be good for literally everyone this is kind of messed up but a way to get me to go to sleep way fast i haven't done it since i've been pregnant holding your breath yeah yeah because your oxygen drops (laughs) that's weird why do you do that i don't oh how'd you know i don't hold my breath i just like kind of because they say they say to do like I just slow yeah. them down. Yeah. So I'm not lacking oxygen. I'm just slowing it down. Well, when you're sleeping, your oxygen goes down, right? That's mm-hmm. why you're like sleeping. I heard that in airplanes. If there's a baby screaming, sometimes the pilots turn the oxygen down and it helps the baby go to <laughs> No, they don't. No, I really heard that. That should be illegal. No, because like human, like grownups are fine, but the baby, like it will like help put it to sleep. <laughs> um, I So yeah, wow. breathing techniques I think would be really good for everyone to learn. And also something that's like I've seen because I'm a photographer so I've done birth stories before it seems like if people get an epidural and then they like don't know how to push or like how to engage those muscles before that it's really hard for them to get the baby out you know yeah so I think that maybe doing a little fake pushing trying to like figure out how that feels you know because it's frustrating they're like don't push I remember like when I started pushing with threes they're like stop pushing with your face and I'm like what the heck does that mean like I'm just trying to push but it's like if you're like going like that's not pushing yeah like it should be like you know like down (laughs) if you could see me what I'm showing you right now literally he's pooping right you just (laughs) know yeah push the same muscles you poop with but if you can't feel like if you can't feel that I already know I'm gonna poop that's what some people (laughs) say positions while laboring i think that's something i didn't know either i wish i would have known more positions Mm. when you get an epidural you can't really change positions (laughs) more about the healing process a hundred percent people need to talk more about the healing process yeah how to work through contractions i just fought them and ended up with an epidural okay so if you're going natural or not natural if you're going unmedicated i don't know the right terms that is natural no people said people are like all births are natural which i agree (laughs) I know. I feel like you're just constantly learning new ways to it, like, no, say it's just things. Okay, I don't want to get that's in trouble. That's like the natural way of giving birth. That is natural because there's no medication. So it's like that's natural. Yeah. But if you do an epidural, it's not like that's bad in any way. But it's just. Yeah. I know. I don't know. Whatever. Cut it out. Cut, cut. No, it's fine. I it's, just don't want to get in trouble. No, you won't get in trouble. I just feel like that. it's like everyone's. You're constantly learning new things to try to not like hurt people's feelings. Um. So. Yes, so if you're going natural, unmedicated, or whatever you want to call it, 
I can totally see how you could start fighting contractions because your instant reflex is to be like, this hurts. I don't want to, I don't want this anymore. So you like, don't work with them. And what I just pictured the whole time, I think I've said is like, I just pictured waves and that way helped me work with them. And then not thinking of your contractions as painful. Think of them as like happy movements, bringing your baby to you. That's really what they say. Like, this is a, this is a great, <laughs> bless you. This is like a, a good thing. Like this, this yeah. is not painful. This is a good thing. Something that's bringing my baby to me. Um, someone says that you can refuse Pitocin. My doctor made me choose between an epidural or Pitocin at eight centimeters. What? Why? Probably to speed it up. If you shit your pants, it's okay. <laughs> I wonder how many people actually know that they poo. Do you know what I mean? Like sometimes yeah. you feel like you don't even know. Yeah, you can smell it. I've smelt it. Not to trust and worry. Things go wrong, but doctors are well-trained. So, like, trusting your doctor. That is a big one. I feel like you need to get... Remember what we're saying? Like, get a doctor that that knows what trust. Yeah. We're saying that, like... Yes, yeah. You need a referral from a person that's actually used them before you just go, like, out. Um, You bleed a lot, and you can say no to routine practices. I just feel like that's a good one. Like, you can say no. For some reason, I felt like with Reese, I had to say... (laughs) yes to everything like okay yes like you guys know best you like I just was like you guys know and I'm like no I could have said no like my doctor with her was really old school and he said that I couldn't do skin to skin for some reason because I didn't want to get all that stuff all over me and that I couldn't do a delayed cord cut like he was just so weird yeah and I'm like I could have just been like no you put my baby right on me after and, like, you have to realize it's your baby. You can, well, if you don't want them to do anything to your baby, you can just say yeah. that. No baths. Like, you can say everything like that. Yeah. Um, lots of nurses help you with whatever you need. The post-birth contractions when you're breastfeeding. That's something that I also didn't know is that yeah. when you're breastfeeding, you're going to feel those same contractions. And it is, like, painful. You're kind of like, oh, gosh, I just want to, like, a break from these. Yeah. I, I know. That's what I always hear moms say. They're like... I didn't know. Like, is it normal to have cramps while yeah. I'm breastfeeding? Yeah. It goes away. It's like your body's natural way of healing your uterus, right? And like tightening everything back yeah, up. Yeah. It like firms it so you don't bleed out. Yeah. Um, someone said it's so peaceful and spiritual. And I do think that's good too. Because I think you hear a lot about like, it's just so crazy. It's chaos. It's like yeah. all the bad. I was talking to a friend whose wife is pregnant right now. And I was like, I just am so jealous that she gets to give birth. Like, it's the best thing ever. And he's like, you were the first person to say, like, a positive thing about giving birth. He's like, everyone has only said, like, their scary experiences or what sucked about it and stuff. And I'm like, no, it's, like, the best thing ever. It's so spiritual and peaceful and just cool. It's the best thing ever. Um the doctors hundred spent a hundred percent know what they do, are doing. You do not have to be an expert because there are lots of people there to help you. So that's like going along with it. Like trust the people that you've chosen to bring your baby into this world. Yeah. Uh, I went in with an open mind and just ready for anything. I think that's also good. She said she just wished she didn't like, there's nothing else she would have known. She just kept an open mind. Yeah. Um, how to prevent tearing with like different position options and how traumatic mm. it could be. So I feel like I didn't know that the position could help. Makes sense. From though, what I've kinda. heard, I think I've talked, I told you this, like I've heard the most natural position to give birth is like on all fours and that would help with not tearing and stuff. Yeah. 
But like I said, you couldn't do that if you had an epidural. So I think that your doctor is actually really important. If you have an epidural for helping you to not tear is like them being aware of where your baby's at and then letting your body like adjust versus pushing through. So like with Reese, I pushed her out in like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. So I had no, my skin had no time to like stretch and adjust. And then my other doctor so after i had her with him i was like i'm gonna find someone new he talked so much about how he was like i'll do everything i can to prevent tearing he like does not do episiotomies nothing like that and i didn't tear with the two babies i had with him because he just would i he would even tell me sometimes stop pushing like stop wait for a second okay now go you know like so he really helped did any of your doctors like before or i guess while you were dilated to attend but just kind of like sit in there and kind of stretch it yeah the, oh, okay. the whole time he's doing that yeah that's i like walked in in the doctor like the perennial like the massage yeah where they're just like constantly kind yeah. of trying to like, like oh, work that's it like, that's yeah like but that's good. what i'm like i don't know if my doctor really did that with reese yeah because it seems like he was just like okay push i don't feel like he was in there for i just felt like i was not doing it fast enough do you know what I mean for him yeah and it's like you don't want a doctor that's making you feel like you're wasting his time when you're giving birth yeah. you need someone who's working with you and like letting you do this on your own time well I feel like you also don't know what's normal like for your first time baby some people push for hours I know like no one knows like, and I had time. I had done some birth stories before I had her so I was thinking this could be like hours no but I just also I was like I don't know what's happening right now yeah. And something that I also didn't expect is how hard pushing is. Like, it's exhaust. It's so tiring. Yeah. So the thought of the girls that have had to do it for hours, I'm like, wow, that would be, that yeah. would be so hard. Um, the next question I ask is, what advice would you give to an expecting mom right now? So these are for you, Eva. Do it your way and don't worry about how other people did it or their opinions. Set boundaries with other family members when to visit. That's a, like a good one. Yeah. Especially, um, (laughs) especially if, yeah, like you just have like big families, it's good to start setting boundaries. Yeah. Communicate your needs to your partner, ask for help when you need it and prepare for postpartum, like stocking up on meals and breakfast and stuff like that. That's a really good one. Yes. I think you should, I'll help you. Yeah. You can actually actually just cook for me. (laughs) I I seriously will. I think you're already so overwhelmed with having a new baby that food is just kind of like a chore and a little bit sometimes like I had so much anxiety after having Reese that I lost my appetite a little bit yeah I kind of that's how I go some people like you either eat for comfort or you stop you know and I'm like I just couldn't even think about eating yeah but you have to eat to have like milk milk, yeah. yeah so just having easy access to good foods especially breakfast type foods i just feel like oatmeal is easy for me Mm -hmm. um find something to help your mental health daily so i think that's really good to find something you can do every day that's gonna kind of give you like a serotonin boost breathe you're stronger than you think you are just prepare yourself for the postpartum phase i think the asking help thing is a big one it's like really hard like even with bowie just barely it's like hard for me to have called you or mom and been like, I need like help. Cause it's like, I, you guys lived far away. Yeah. 
it's still so hard, but you, I just want you to like know that you can call me <laughs> 3 a.m. I really would enjoy every moment. It goes by too fast. Everyone says this, but it's true. Pregnancy, birth, newborn, everything. That's, yeah. And I'm like, I am in that actually right now where I, I just feel like I'm missing it always. You know, like I'm like, I'm missing yeah. it. I'm missing like all these moments with them. It goes way too fast. 90% mental, 10% physical. That's good. Do your research. A lot of what doctors say should be taken shouldn't be taken to gospel. I think everyone's trying to do their best, but like you also need to do your research to find out what your best is, you know? Let people help. Accept the help when it's offered. You're not a burden. Yeah, I think just accept help. Don't be afraid to ask for help. A lot of people are saying that. There's so much advice out there. You listen to your gut and do what feels good for you. Your baby will get here and you will know what to do. I do think that the mothering techniques kick in, especially once everyone leaves. Like once you're left alone with the baby, that's when you really start to kick it in and your mother instincts will just start to happen on your own. Um, you are not weak for getting an epidural. Yeah, 100%. I don't think anyone should ever feel weak for any of the choices that they make during their birth. Let's go on to the next one. All right, so if you got an epidural, what did you love? What did you hate about it? I love it. No regrets. Didn't wrap didn't really love any of it that I could feel the tube going down my back Ugh. can you it's just such a weird feeling when they're putting it in it's weird to watch them pull it out yeah I didn't I uh, thought it was a shot like I didn't know there was like a constant tube in your back <laughs> getting four that didn't work oh my gosh oh. I love that it eased my cramps and I hated that it did nothing to help with the pressure it helped me relax quicker, but hated the reaction it gave me, like, numbness and shortness of breath. I love not feeling contractions, but I hated how long it lasted after birth. I love that it eased the pain, but didn't like waiting for it to go away. I hated how numb I was, could bigger, barely wiggle a toe. That's why I feel like it's, like, you have to kind of get, like, a happy medium with it. I love how I, it made me feel, and I hated getting it put in. I loved being able to take a nap. No pain, fa felt all the pressure, knew when I had to push, and finally felt relief of contractions. No pain, but hated not being able to get up right after. I loved that you can sleep while your body progresses. I loved that with Reese. I loved that I was able to sleep the whole time. Like, I got an epidural when I was out of three, so I felt no contractions, and then fell asleep and woke up and started pushing. So, it was amazing. Um, I loved it. Not sure I needed it, but it was fast and worked great for me. I think that with ribs, I wanted to, with my second, I wanted to go with unmedicated, but didn't prepare and like was fighting contractions and stuff. And when I got that epidural, it was heaven. Like <laughs> the second those contractions got taken away, I was like, oh my gosh, the fact that we live in like a time where you can get an epidural or something like that to take the pain away. It was amazing. Um, I loved how calm it made me. I think most people's, the consensus is that people don't really like how it feels after with your legs and not being able to get up. I got two, first one they messed up, made me super sick throwing up, nonstop shaking. Oh. So there's like certain side effects that I feel like most people don't know about. So I love, I loved my epidural bursts too. And I like when they take away the pain, all that stuff, it was amazing. The one thing that happened with my second baby was that I 
waited too long and got an epidural in the middle of a contraction. And so then I got an epidural headache, which is something I didn't even know existed. And so just being educated that that could even happen. It just happens if they like nick your spinal cord or something and spinal fluid leaks to your brain and then gives you a horrible headache if you're sitting up. But if you lay down, it goes away. So that's kind of how they can tell that I had it is the second I would stand up, I would be like, oh, it's just my head kills. And then I would lay down and it would go away. And so, yeah, there's good and bads with everything. Um, So unmedicated loves and hates. I loved everything and the emotions were unreal. I love that recovery was easier and I was so proud and grateful for my body and what it was able to do. So extremely hard, but so damn rewarding. (laughs) No tearing seemed like an easy recovery. Um, I was able to feel everything and work through every contraction. It was all mental. I hated some of the pain, but it was worth it. I loved feeling empowered. I never felt so proud of myself. I was frustrated by the labor shakes. I feel like I got labor shakes too. I think that I, I'm just going to say right now, what I loved about the epidural uh, epidural burst is the pain going away and all that what I've said with the unmedicated I like obviously the pain I don't love that you feel it but I think that the empowering feeling and like the proudness that you feel for yourself way out shines like any pain that you feel um I loved being able to move freely being home feeling the baby come out I can't even like being at home it really would be so relaxing um I love the whole experience. Our bodies are amazing. Loved the feeling like I was in control. Hated nothing. Both bursts, no medicine. Loved having control of my body. So yeah, I think that just the overall thing with that is just being able to feel it more. Um, I think that one of the, like, there's pros and cons with everything. I think we've, this is our second time recording this, but the first time we were recording this, we said, one of the cons with going unmedicated is if you did have to have an emergency C-section that they, I think you have to like be put under, right? Or something. I'm not really sure. Um, so then let's see. If you've had a C-section, what did you love and what did you hate about it? I love not having stitches down there potentially. I don't like my scar. I hated being strapped down and hated being almost asleep. Hate the recovery time and the numbness feeling. An emergency one. Hate recovering. I think emergency ones would be a lot different than if you've mm-hmm. planned it. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh my gosh. I've had a C-section and a no epidural and an unplanned home birth. Holy. <laughs> She's had it all. Oh. Not being able to be with my baby afterward. Oh, sorry. <laughs> she said, oh gosh, it's right here. Not being able to be with my baby afterwards. So that's something that Eva just said that I didn't know that you weren't able to really be with your baby. Um, Loved it. It was planned and scheduled and no tearing and worry about going potty after. That would be Mm. really nice. The first bathroom is. Um, Yeah. So I love that my baby got here safely and I hate that I felt like I failed. Oh, that's sad. I don't think. And hate that what? I failed. It's like, no. Don't ever feel like that. For real. Yeah. No matter how you've brought a baby in, I do not want anyone to ever say that they felt like they failed because anyone just, you're just doing whatever you can. You're doing your very best. There's nothing else you could have done. You had like a miscarriage or anything like that. I feel like moms do feel like it was their fault, mm -hmm. but it's, it honestly is not, not one bit. I've been on a, the funniest moments from birth. (laughs) So. 
The nurses push on my stomach after birth and I let out a huge fart right in her face. <laughs> That's going to be you. I know. <laughs> I hate... What? Um, I hate that that stuff happens to me. But for some reason, anything awkward or anything that has to do with anything gross like farting pooping like i'm probably gonna shart on my doctor's face okay that's actually i had a fear that he would have glasses or something yeah and then i would look and it'd just be like like yeah <laughs> like i'm gonna shart on his face and then he's gonna have to like leave to go clean <laughs> up wipe his glasses off and oh. wipe his face uh, when i was literally pushing him, my husband goes would you mind if i lay down for a bit oh, oh. <laughs> hella pooped multiple times I passed wind and couldn't tell when I was going to after epi. I was embarrassed. What? Going to after epi? What does that mean? I was so embarrassed. Epidural? Oh. Yeah, I was going to say, I was at a birth story. And then the girl, I think, yeah, I think she hadn't had the baby yet. And she started laughing and couldn't stop farting. (laughs) And, like, had zero (laughs) control of stopping. So funny. It was so funny. I was so exhausted, hallucinating in a little bit. And said to my husband, make sure the baby doesn't come out of my butt hole. <laughs> <laughs> Looked at each other and started laughing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, okay, then some of my other... I was trying to think if I had like any funny moments. But I really... I can't think of like a funny moment that I've had. Um, there was a this is another story there was a point during my birth that they had to put a monitor on my baby's head because they couldn't get it on my belly i was on magnesium because i had severe pre-eclampsia and was having hot flashes from that and so much stress and anxiety about all the cords and ivs and everything in me so i was already kind of out of it and nervous so when they said that they had to do it it freaked me out anyways as soon as they placed a monitor on her head i kid you not i could not hear i started to panic and yelled at two nurses and and i said i can't hear and my husband and said, I can't hear, I can't hear. And they all looked at each other in disbelief and shock. And just kept, and I kept yelling that. It was probably less than 30 seconds later. And I could hear and totally laugh about it now. But it was so scary in the moment. I have no idea why it happened. I was like, I don't even think that's funny. Because I was like, I would have screamed too. Can you imagine if they just did something and all of a sudden I was just like, mm, like yeah, silent? I would freak out. So scary. Okay, and then this is the last one from someone else. My husband was so sweet and just out of pure reaction, cupped his hands immediately to catch my throw up, and then I started gagging Ew. because I was in so much pain. But luckily, it was just a dry gag, and there was no like. So he's just like holding his hands right there. Oh. I threw up after Reese. It's weird. Do you remember that? I was holding her, and then I threw up. Uh-uh. That's also something. It that is I common did. though. Well, I just I also just did not know that that happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's all of. Imagine getting a C-section and then throwing up. Oh, oh my god, That happens a really? lot with C-sections. Yeah. The fact that, like, C-sections, it's just, like, the gnarliest surgery. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, that's all from you guys. I was just going to say a little bit of some of my birth experiences just to finish it off. Um, since I gave birth, and that was, like, oh, about six months ago. I just, I think it's so cool. And if you're about to give birth... You just listen to yourself, listen to your intuition, talk to people that you like value their opinions, but don't hold it too strong. Your opinion is obviously the only one that matters in talking to your partner and then finding a good doctor. Um, And yeah, I just love giving birth and I love all things birth. I think that we'll do another episode soon talking about um, postpartum and just 
any advice that we could have for moms going through postpartum because it is a freaking roller coaster and I've finally hit that six month hump where I feel like I'm kind of getting back to myself I really do think it takes about a year so we'll get into that eventually um but yeah thank you guys so much for listening um and you can catch us every Wednesday we're on Apple and Spotify please if you like this episode give it a rating and review share it to your stories If you want to hear more from us, like any topics, let us know. But we love you guys. And thanks for listening to It's It's Okay, Okay, Sweetheart. Sweetheart.